Matt Sullivan here to remind you to stop putting screens on your gutters. Better to schedule a free estimate with the local experts at Gutter Helmet so you stay off the ladder. Visit GutterHelmetIndy.com. With Gutter Helmet, you'll never clean your gutters again. GutterHelmetIndy.com. Good morning. It is Monday, February 26th. It is five minutes after 11. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So that illegal immigrant who is accused of killing that University of Georgia nursing student, Lincoln Riley, he apparently entered the United States back in September with his wife and their five-year-old son. They allegedly got married so that they could have their asylum papers together. And he was then bused to New York City after entering the country through El Paso, Texas. And then he was arrested on child endangerment charges while he was in New York City. And then he was released and that record was sealed. He then moved down to Georgia so that he could be with his brother, Diego, and then him and his wife were separated. Okay, so real quick, I just want to stop so everybody understands what you've just said there, that this guy, look, it's all bad because anytime... Anytime someone is murdered or killed, that's horrible. And it sounds weird to say, but I'm just going to go ahead and say it. It's even worse when it's someone who shouldn't have been in the country mm-hmm. because it should never have happened. Yeah. It should never have happened. And it's even worse is not a word. More worse? What's the grammatically correct? Horrible, option? horrific, awful, terrible. It's even more horrific. Perfect. Thank you, Casey. When it is an illegal immigrant in this country... We knew he was there. He was arrested, He Casey. was arrested and let go. So you have somebody who's in the country illegally, mm-hmm. knows that the system can be manipulated, which he was attempting to do, then has so little respect. Casey, I am 40 years old. You are also older than, that. Also older than 40. <laughs> and I can proudly say that neither of us, well, I don't know about what you did before you were 18, but... Or 21, whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In the past three decades, how about that? Yeah. Neither one of us have been arrested. This guy is in the country. Illegally. Illegally for less than six, what, six months mm-hmm, or so? Mm-hmm. And he's arrested. Mm-hmm. You've got to try to get arrested in this country. Like, I was watching these uh, uh, DUI body cam. That's my new guilty pleasure. Yeah. Is, uh, there's these and they're all on YouTube now where they'll, they'll take the DUI body cams of the police officers as they pull these people over. And, and it's like, you're watching these people who get pulled over. It's like, you've got to try in this country to get arrested. Like you've got to make a concerted effort to get yourself arrested. I know I drank a lot in my life, Casey. Mm -hmm. I was once so inebriated. I tried to lift an arm of a, of a, a, parking lot crossing and you know what i never did get arrested mm-hmm. why because i had a decency as a human being to know you don't harm other people you don't mess with the cops you don't the, all the things you, you do to avoid getting arrested and yet this guy's in the country for six-ish months and he's arrested already arrested and they let him go and they let him go they what how how somebody explain to me how you can be in this country illegally to begin with then you get arrested on top of that and getting arrested as an illegal immigrant in this country does not immediately get you deported out of this country. Right. It's 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 awful. This entire thing makes me so angry. 
And the guy, the brother that he went down to live with in Georgia had also been arrested for drunk driving and was working under a fake green card. Why are either of these people here? It really tells you a lot about how these people view this country because you're always told, well, you know, it's just hardworking people who just want to come here and be a part of the American dream. No, many of them want to just suck the life out of this country because if you actually cared about, first of all, if you actually cared about the American dream, you would come in the right way. You would have enough respect for our laws and our country and what that represents to come in the right way. But take that out of the equation. If you were here, wouldn't you say, I so love this thing that I'm trying to be a part of that I'm going to be a straight-laced non-citizen? Mm-hmm. I'm, gonna I'm do- not going to cause any problems. No, I'm going to keep my head down. Yeah. And and this guy, no. and, and, uh, look, I was watching a uh, documentary, Dateline's got this new thing out called The First Day, and I also, I just do things that kill hours at a time now as I run the daddy daycare service, mm-hmm. and uh, I love Dateline NBC and the... Um, they have this first day, the first day or last day, I think it's called the last day, where they take the last day of a murder victim's life and then they work backwards how the police solved the case based on that. And this was one of the ones they had. It was in Iowa of this poor girl who was murdered by an illegal immigrant and how long it took them to catch this guy because he was an illegal immigrant. And it is like that we it just seems like we hear these stories all the time of these people who shouldn't even be in this country and are killing law-abiding people who are minding their own business. Yeah. Her body was found in a wooded area by the University of Georgia campus. She was just out on a run, minding her own business. A nursing student, 22 years old, brilliant future, and completely cut short by brute force trauma. So this wasn't, it, it wasn't even painless. It was a horrific way for this beautiful young woman to go. I feel so heartbroken for her parents. And, of course, when you hear hey, these wait, things. Real quick, don't you believe that we should do, the, in the death penalty in this country, we should do exactly to the person what they did to someone else? <laughs> Whatever the thing is, it should be done to them. Go out the way you went. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that would deter, because let's face it. This needle in the arm, everyone goes to sleep thing is not nearly severe enough. The gas chamber stuff, not severely near severe enough. You would, I think you would, you wouldn't stop all of it, obviously, but you would stop. I think a lot of it, if people knew, if I get caught, the same thing I did to this person is going to happen to me. Well, it just, are you all right? You're getting very emotional about uh, this because I, this, touches me differently your daughter's this age same exact age um and i think it just it just highlights people say well we're not a border town this isn't going to happen here georgia's not either athens georgia that's miles away from the border yet that's exactly where it happened and i talk to my daughter all the time about this you know hey you okay and i text her and it drives her crazy because things like this happen sure that girl was not doing anything to this guy. Right. She was just out on a run trying to be physically fit. And this happened to her. And a couple other things that bother me about this. Uh, one, this doesn't bother me about it, but Marjorie Taylor Greene is calling for the death penalty for this guy. But another thing that bothers me about it is um, 
a local TV station here in Indianapolis. Their headline for the story was the tragic death of 22-year-old Lankin Hope Riley highlights the ongoing violence against female runners. You're kind of burying the lead Yeah, there. no kidding. Against- okay. <laughs> the lead is that this was an illegal immigrant right. who did this, who was already in jail one time and then was released. This girl is dead because of our system of governance. Period. End of story. Yes. We have the ability to keep probably 90%. I mean, think, and I people go, no, we don't. We sure do. Because you know what? Trump's first year, 300,000 illegal, illegal immigrants last year, 3 million. So we do have the ability to keep 90% of these people out of the country if we want to. That's a statistical fact. Look it up for yourself. 300,000 illegal crossings in, in 2017, 3 million last year. We do have the ability to keep 90% of these people, even more if we actually really wanted to, if we actually did the things necessary. And when we catch these people, get rid of them. Mm-hmm. Send them back. Send them back to their countries of origin. Get them out of here. No more of this. Let's process your paperwork. We'll see you in two years. These people are breaking the law. Well, now you've got Venezuela that is uh, scrapping the deal that allows the U.S. to deport some of its citizens back home when they're linked to crimes. Venezuela is saying, nope, we don't want them back. Then put them on a boat and push it into the ocean and send it in their direction and say, good luck. I hope you find... you." find somewhere nice to end up i am so sick of us always being beholden to everybody else we are the united states of america and time after time after time whether it was that girl i saw over the weekend on the dateline thing in iowa or this girl in georgia or that poor girl out in san francisco that was the famous i mean this stuff happens all the time where these people who shouldn't there's enough bad people who can be in this country we shouldn't let bad people who shouldn't be in the country Get away with this stuff. So now President Biden is planning a trip down to the border. He's taken a lot of heat. He has not come out and said anything about this, by the way. Just silent on this. But now he's making a trip down to the border on Thursday. Because it's an election year. You think he'd be going if it weren't an election year? He's been to the southern border one time in 50 years, Casey. Mm -hmm. Now he's going. Yeah, now he's going. But yet he still has not come out and said anything about Lincoln Riley specifically. And don't you love that he's claiming or the rumor, they put the rumor mill out there or whatever, that he's going to take all these executive actions now to secure the border mm-hmm. where... Where's he been? Exactly. He could have been doing that all it, along. Exactly. This he is, didn't want to. It's, it, but it's another example of, let's bring us all full circle, of why in that exit polling in in South Carolina, the number one quality people were looking for is, does someone understand and will they fight for someone like me? 89% of those people voted for Donald Trump because they recognize, again, this is our theme for today, that time and time and time again, these politicians prove they do not care about you. It is 16 minutes after 11. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. legend we haven't had the conversation about it is 20 minutes after 11 it's kendall and casey on 93 wibc rod stewart what about him we have never talked about rod stewart well i i I think really yeah were you i'm certain we have talked about rod stewart because you were here when he didn't do the encore at that concert at at uh uh not the concert what's it called it's not called deer creek anywhere what is it ruoff thank you 
Yeah, remember, I think you had just started here because I had just gotten married. Okay. So I know you had started so here. So we have had a Rod Stewart yeah, conversation. This. So Rod Stewart, my, um, I really did this primarily for my mother. She loves Rod Stewart. Mm-hmm. So I got tickets for my parents and my wife and I went to Ruoff to go see Rod Stewart. This would have been in 2022. And, you know, he's doing the traditional Rod Stewart, you know, it's uh, outfit changes and he's doing the hits and, you know, every woman is a perfect 10 all around. You know, it's the whole Rod Stewart thing. And he is done and then he starts to come back out for the concert, the encore. Mm -hmm. And I don't know whether it was some sort of uh, time ordinance or what, but they refused to turn the microphone on. And he was just like, he just stood there for two or three minutes, tried to talk, and was like, all right. Guess I'm done. See you so later. So he wanted to sing an encore, I and he did not have the ability to? I would I, I don't know. I don't know. It was never fully uh, explained. And if it was a time thing, and Cheap Trick was the opening act, no offense, there's like two- They should have cut that There's short. like two songs <laughs> people care about with Cheap Trick, so we right. could have got done with that in 10 minutes. Why did they go so long if mm-hmm. we know there's some sort of time ordinance or, uh, you know, got to be done by a certain time or whatever? And what, we couldn't let it go for one song with Rod Stewart? I mean, we're not talking about staying until two in the morning. Yeah. I mean, there's no wiggle room. So I don't know, it never got disclosed, but that- uh, that put him on my list. Of of bad? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm coming back and, around to Rod Stewart. And he didn't do Downtown Train, which is by far his best song. I used to I used to be okay with him, and then I went through this valley of, oh, gosh, no. And now um, I'm coming back to back around to liking him. How old do you think he is? Take a guess. Uh, Over or under? Okay. So I would say, let's see. If he were 80, he would have been born in 44. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. He was, when was the, the faces were the mid sixties. If it had been 20, then I'll say he's 78. You're very close. He's 79. Oh, dang. Good job. Well, you didn't go over. So that's nice. Um, he's been talking out a lot lately, praising King Charles for going public over his cancer diagnosis. He's been calling out Ed Sheeran saying, I don't know any of his songs. That's not really music. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He uh, cut down the asking price of his L.A. mansion. It was listed for $80 million, and now he he cut the price. You're giving him credit for that? Like, that makes him a good guy? No, no, no. He couldn't sell it for the price he desired? I'm just letting you know what what he's been up to. What does he think? A bunch of of orphans and soup kitchen residents are going to be taking over the Rod Stewart estate? But now he's releasing an album, and this is a, I don't know, different venture for him it's an album with swing era jazz classics and these are from the 1930s and 1940s Okay, so I got to admit, I am a little jaded about this because my, so what was that, 15, 20 years ago, whatever it was when he did those American Songbook, he did those like three American Songbook albums, Mm -hmm. and my dad had those, and it was like every time we were in a car, it was on nonstop, and so... I was ready to just gouge my eyes. You get a little out burned with, out on Rod the, Stewart with the music. Rod Stewart. It's like 
some of the Rod Stewart stuff is really good. And in terms of longevity, there are a few people. Because Rod Stewart has been consistently a thing, like a relevant thing well, for, like, for 60 years, 60-ish years now. Maggie May was 1971. Right. And then he was obviously in the what, Ichiku Park. Wasn't that the, the faces? And they had the, mm-hmm. the Ron Wood was in there with them. So, I mean, obviously, clearly he has a formula that works for him. And I'm not going to be like... He has no idea what he's doing because that, that songbook album or albums, plural, sold a gajillion. Mm-hmm. I mean, Rod Stewart, what a life that guy's lived. Have you ever noticed all of his wives look exactly the same, too? <laughs> Him and Hulk Hogan, mm-hmm. all their live, wives look mm-hmm. exactly look exactly the same. If you were to take, now he's obviously not an American. He's British, mm-hmm. English. What's the term, Kev? Is it English? Is he British? He's what? English. I the, believe he's from London. Okay, so... So he's not an American, so you couldn't say one of the most interesting Americans. But if you were to take people who have been a part of American culture, which I think would be fair to say, Rod Stewart is up at the top of like most interesting mm-hmm. people because what a what a freaking life that guy has lived. Do you know if he has eight kids from five different mamas? I did know this, and here's why. And here is why I was like. And this probably would have been my mid-20s. I was like... You mentioned his wives. Well, Rod Stewart is the man. So I saw something. I don't know if it was with Diane Sawyer or who it was. But he gives some interview, and it's Christmas. Mm -hmm. And he is somehow... And some guys, you know, he did. Some guys have all the luck. That's Rod Stewart. Mm -hmm. Because Rod Stewart is not an attractive person. He's not, you know, Brad Pitt. He's not... I mean, you look at him, and he's not... He's not anything special to write home about. But Rod Stewart, in this interview... He's got somehow, and this is mind gymnastics, mental gymnastics, hypnosis. I don't know what he has done, but he somehow has gotten all three of his ex-wives, mm-hmm. who are all very well assembled, yeah, to all still like him. To get along. And they all were having Christmas together. Well. And they're all sitting on the couch with him just saying glowing things about him. Money solves a lot of problems, Rob. I don't know how old I was, Casey. Early 20s, (laughs) mid-20s, doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. I knew at that moment. You know, there's a moment in everybody's life where they say, that's what I want to be. You know, some, some people, to be for some people, they saw, they saw Neil Armstrong walk on the moon and they mm-hmm. say, that's that's what I want to do. You know, or, or they saw Elvis Presley on the Ed Sullivan show and they said, that'll be me. For me, that was the moment. Rod Stewart has mm-hmm. somehow managed to make multiple ex-wives and a current <laughs> wife all get along and like each other together and talk glowingly about him. Mm-hmm. And they all look exactly the same. Yeah. Uh, well, it's the music, I guess. It probably yeah, that's put, it, Casey. puts him in it's a trance. It's the music. Yeah, like I said, <laughs> money will solve a lot of problems. Uh, the new uh, album is called Almost Like Being in Love. <laughs> so the Secretary of State, Anthony Blinken, has some new words out that uh, if you work for him, you're not allowed to to use anymore and we'll get to those words coming up from 93 wibc don't say mother or father or manpower you're not allowed to do that it is 11:32. it's kendall and casey on 93 wibc secretary of state anthony blinken he instructed his employees to refrain from using the words mother father manpower that was in a, a recent memo. Uh, because it may or may not correspond with one's sex that was assigned at birth. Oh. Mm-hmm. How exciting. Uh, playing gender 
identity politics again. Uh, so this was an internal memo that he sent around. And isn't it great to know that your secretary of state is spending his time thinking about these things? Well, we've seen this like with the military too, where these people who are in charge of keeping our country safe or dealing with international affairs or standing up to other countries, you know, around the world that are potentially threats to the United States. I mean, they're not, you're not, they're not taken seriously. They're not seen as serious people. And this is why foreign countries behave in the manner that they do, uh, you know, across the, across the globe with us, because that's, that's why they attack us. That's why they don't fear anything because these are the things we're focused on. So uh, the memo says that this can be problematic and conveys a harmful exclusionary message. There are more words that you're not allowed to use if you're employed by the secretary of oh. state. You guys, mm-hmm. hey, you guys can't do that. Ladies and gentlemen, son, daughter, husband, wife, those words should be avoided. They should be replaced with words like labor force, everyone, folks, you all, parent, child, spouse, partner instead. And uh, you have to use more specific language. Instead of saying the brave men and women on the front lines, right. you have to say the brave first responders or the brave soldiers or the brave DS agents. See, that's cool thing, Casey. No, I don't. No, I I don't. You don't have to no, do that. Don't, you don't, don't. work and for I, him. And I won't do that. And but it is a reminder of why this country is in the position that it's in. That it's it's always that phrase. What's called rearranging the deck chairs on the Titanic. Like, you know, you're you're incapable of solving any actual problems, which is dealing with oh I don't know countries that want to kill us, destroy us, you know attack our way of life you're dealing with international threats all over the world china iran russia whatever but this is the sort of thing you can't Mm -hmm. you can't or won't actually stand up to those people and do the necessary things to make america a better place southern border another you know example again they just they won't they won't are incapable of accomplishing actual meaningful tasks so they'll do this to say look at what we're doing so even last year on veterans day anthony blinken posted we stand united in honoring the brave men and women who served our country. He did it himself, but now this year, you have to completely modify your language to make certain people happy. That's what he's pretty much saying. He did it himself, but now you can't do it. Yeah, it's, um, look, this country's in horrible shape, Casey. It's in absolutely horrible shape, and, um, you know, I, I just... Uh, I fear for the where we're at in two years from now. I fear where we're at three years from now. I fear where we're at six months from now because we don't have serious people that are making hard choices, the choices necessary in order to pull us up and pull us out of the position that we find ourselves in. You need people that are willing to look at the world, that are willing to look at this country and say, these things need fixed and it's not going to be easy, but here's how we're going to do it. And when you have people screwing around on whether you use the word husband or wife or partner, you can have a conversation with someone like a normal person. Hey, Rob, how is your wife? Oh, I can't say that. Yes. How is your spouse? How is your partner? How is your partner? Casey? Mm-hmm. Oh, he's doing good. Um, <laughs> they said that some of the commonly used pronouns that you need to consider are they, them, Z, and Zer uh-huh. as well. But not everybody wants to let you know their pronoun. I'm so confused. Like, what are we doing? Like, I have to use the proper pronoun, but then... On the other side, he says, 
be considerate because not all people want to share their preferred pronoun. <laughs> but if you get it wrong, you're in trouble. Uh, my pronoun is Rob. <laughs> hey, you want to talk about the straw poll that they did at CPAC? Oh, sure. And that was for the vice president. How exciting. Who Donald Trump should have as his vice uh, president okay, running right, mate. yeah. They did this on Saturday night, and they had 17 different contenders oh, to choose goodness. from. And... Uh, Christy Nome and Vivek. Vivek tied for first place. Oh, how exciting. Tulsi Gabbard was also there, and uh, Bernie Sanders' name popped up. <laughs> Elise Stefanik was a name. Tim Scott, Byron Donald, Carrie Lake, Ron DeSantis, and, yeah. and even Nikki Haley. Uh, look, the list probably isn't all that big of people he's actually considering. I know people said, oh, Tucker Carlson. I, I don't think that's going to happen. I think Trump is smart enough to recognize... He's going to have to pick someone who is palatable enough mm -hmm. to the people that he's going to have to court or win over inside the establishment, yet also passable enough to the base. And the most important thing is it's going to be somebody that he trusts will not get squirrely or sideways when the next bad news thing comes out about Trump. That he's got to be somebody that will be unwaveringly loyal to him and... Um, I mean, that that, that that means you got to go with kind of a known quantity. And mm -hmm. so I think Tim Scott's probably on that list. Mm -hmm. Christy Nome is probably on that list. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe someone like Elise Stefanik, although I don't, I don't necessarily think someone – when was the last time somebody from the House of Representatives? So Paul Ryan was picked, but he was a disaster. Just, just those state – those U.S. reps just aren't all that tested on a national stage, and so it's kind of a, kind of a mixed bag. But – was Bush? Was George Bush? A, I know he's the head of the CIA. Anyway, it, it, that doesn't happen very often. So, but it's probably down to legitimately. They're probably looking at four or five people that they feel are in the mix on this thing. And they should most likely wait at least until after Super Tuesday. Oh, there's no. Well, there's no reason. I mean, there's no reason to rush. Right. He's going to win. He's going to be the nominee. And let's face it, it is a news cycle sort of thing. So you can kind of dominate the news cycle when you make the make the choice. So I saw this story and I thought it was kind of interesting. The White House spokesperson, Corinne Jean-Pierre, she actually turned down a chance to run Emily's list. <laughs> uh, she was approached about the position and told the very prominent Democratic organization that she wanted to stick with Joe Biden. She's not going anywhere. So Emily's list is that radical, uh, pro-abortion group right mm -hmm. they do all the uh they do all the pro-abortion stuff and that i mean they wanted her to mm -hmm. run their organization yeah. i mean even if you are a lunatic and pro-abortion you think you'd want somebody a little more competent than uh than her she said uh it's being reported that she thanked the board members for their interest but declined it because she did not want to leave the White House. Hey, I was right, by the way. I don't mean to get off topic here, but I was right. George H.W. Bush was a was a U.S. rep. How good am I, Casey? That's a great memory. That's pretty damn good, isn't mm -hmm. it? That's one of those brains that never shuts 67 off. 67 to 71. Anyway, sorry, I didn't mean to get distracted on that. I just wanted to toot my own horn. Well, I just thought second. it was interesting. You know, Karine Jean-Pierre, the least competent press secretary yeah, why in would you want that? modern American history. That's and crazy. they wanted her. And she thought thinks that she's doing such a fantastic job at her current position that she's like, no, 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 they need me there. 
I can't leave them. Yeah, it'd be it'd be just too big of a uh, too big of a shock to the country mm-hmm. if I were to, or too big of a, a jolt. To, you know, I mean, my goodness, how would they ever replace her? Right. Who who could who could gaslight better than me? <laughs> Nobody can. It is Kendall and Casey. It's ninety three WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. You've heard the saying probably, Rob, but it's a great place to raise a family, right? (laughs) Usually if they're telling you that, it's probably not. Hey, it's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So you've probably heard that about Brownsburg before. (laughs) You know what they said? You know what um, one of these morons who runs the... Oh, Ben Lacey. I didn't want to make sure I get his name out Mm -hmm. there. Um, You know what he said the other night? uh, (laughs) One of the council meetings is... And I'm paraphrasing here. I forget. So they've... They approved 264 more apartments mm-hmm. in Brownsburg. Mm-hmm. This was after they previously said in a rare, probably confused, likely accidental act of common sense out there, hey, let's not approve any more residential. Let's let's build out what we have. Yeah. And then this year they're just approving more residential like it's going out of style. Let's go with more apartments. So they approved 264 more apartments off the Ronald Reagan. And then another apartment complex mm-hmm. came to them or would be apartment complex. And they're uh, questioning this guy and this this idiot Ben Lacey at one point says something to the effect of, well, we like quality here in Brownsburg. Mm-hmm. And I was just in the back of the room and I just went, ha! <laughs> quality of warehouses <laughs> and apparently more apartment buildings. Yes, if you, if you would like to visit hell on earth, you mm-hmm. just had, well, you just get on 74 if you just take 465 you get on 74 west and then you take the brownsburg exit and you'll see uh apartment complexes mm-hmm. you'll see warehouses you'll see high density family housing like if they put brownsburg in remember the game sim city yeah if they put the sim city i don't even know is it still a game anymore oh yeah I, th- I think it's like on seven or eight or nine or something. Oh, my but goodness. Yeah, yeah. They're still cranking that you, out. You create uh, cities. You know, you put, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, you put uh, sewage plants mm-hmm. and you roads and, uh, you know, uh, business districts. You you make your own city. Yeah. If they put Brownsburg into SimCity, it would be rejected. Does not compute. Mm-hmm. This is not. It, it, this would not function in SimCity where you could literally in SimCity, you could put a nuclear plant next to a high density housing district. <laughs> and even SimCity would look at Brownsburg and goes. Does not compute. Point of all this is, Casey, and I realize I got on a rant here. This is happening everywhere. Yeah. These sorts of just, I mean, I don't know if these people are suffering from amnesia. I don't know if they've had serious head injuries. I don't know who is planning these municipal communities, but boy, they need to be institutionalized, many of them. But it's a great place to raise a family. (laughs) Don't you hear that all the time? It's a great, what are they going to say? Except unless they're going to go to the Brownsburg schools, (laughs) in which case- Eh, you might want to question everything. What is the option? It is a horrible place to raise a family. Mm-hmm. Don't you dare bring your children here. That's one way of saying there's nothing to do here. <laughs> it completely stinks. But it's a great place to raise a family. All right. Well, Study Finds came out with their list. Oh. And the list is the best places to raise a family in the United States. What does that even mean? Uh, like, who's by who, what is the standard? My standard of raising a family. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't maybe not be what your standard of raising a family is. What attracts you to a community Mm -hmm. or what you find valuable might not be what I find valuable. How 
How do they determine great place to raise okay, a family? Okay, well, the standards that they're looking at are affordability, the housing market, safety, proximity to schools, and also the job market. Okay, so a couple of those, I would agree. Obviously, public safety is, is one of them. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I don't know. The older I get, the more I'm just kind of okay, and this is my goal. We've talked about this. I would like to find six wooded acres somewhere yeah. where I can just live in obscurity like <laughs> Shooter in Hoosiers and just be left alone. That's a great place to raise a family for me. Yeah, your idea of best place to raise a family is proximity to nothing. You know, because I... Look, <laughs> and no one. It's funny you say proximity to schools because I live literally... Next door uh, to yeah, the I, school. I live across a ditch literally <laughs> from the high school. I live right down the street from multiple elementary schools. I live uh, within walking distance of both of the junior high or middle schools or whatever they're called now. Mm-hmm. And it sucks. You know what it is? Because it's traffic everywhere, Casey. It's, it's horrible infrastructure everywhere. It's sidewalks that are decaying and crumbling. So no, I don't count living next to a school system as any sort of quality life or great place to raise a family. It used to be. You'll get it, some roundabouts soon enough. It used to be kind of cool living next to the school but not anymore okay well this list has ann arbor michigan as number one and they say yes i was surprised as well they say it's because of the low crime rate the good schools and the amenities as well um often described as living in a college town with fifty thousand trees The proximity to Detroit, not mentioned on the list. Uh, they also have Plano, Texas on the list. Oh, and have my, you ever have you ever been to Plano, Texas? My parents used to live in Plano, no Texas. Kidding. Yeah, um, it's a mile from the sun as well. The thing about Plano <laughs> is that it is so spread out. But you do have a lot of affordable houses in mm-hmm. Plano. Uh, they say it gives off a dense suburban feel. The crime rate is well below the national average. Don't know when they did this poll. Was it before or after the border was open? <laughs> you know, that may have changed. But they also say that there's plenty of family-friendly activities oh, to do. How exciting. Such as the Crayola experience oh in Plano, Texas. If that doesn't make you want to move there, I don't know what will. So wait a second. The, the second best place in America to raise your family mm-hmm. is based on a Crayola exhibit. Mm-hmm. And also walking distance to a park. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's the standard. Irvine, California is number three on the list. Now, before you read this, Casey, I'm just going to, who did this? Who was this? That Study did, finds. I'm going to just get, I'm going to just make a, a educated guess here mm-hmm. and uh, maybe I'll be proven wrong. Maybe we could get someone from Study Finds to come on. I think they're just pulling it out of their ass <laughs> because so far. This is very scientific. <laughs> I've grabbed this from my behind. I'm not finding anything of actual real merit in, mm-hmm. in what they're listing. So they put Irvine, California on the list and they say it has a thriving job market, great schools, one of the lowest crime rates in the nation. One thing they're not mentioning is the high taxes. Oh, of course not. Right. Which also comes with the 16,000 acres of green space that you'll find in Irvine. Arkland Park, Overland Park, Kansas on the list. And they also have Columbia, Maryland. Any Indiana places on this list? Doesn't Carmel, isn't Carmel always on all of these lists? Apparently not a great place to raise a family because the list is rounded out with Arlington, Virginia. Oh, wow. Affordable housing, great schools situated near. Affordable housing! 
Thanksgiving in Arlington, Virginia. It's one of the most expensive places to live in the country. What? what, Who filled out this list, Casey? I know the organization, but I demand to know the person's Uh name because I would love, I would love to do a walking tour of Arlington, Virginia, Mm -hmm. and let's look up applicable prices of homes in Arlington, Virginia, and that person to tell me that's affordable housing. Okay, they say that Arlington, the Arlington School District has 41 schools that you can choose from that are ranked the second best school district in Virginia. And another thing that they list, which I would tend to agree with, is that there are a variety of tourist activities. I mean, you can go to the, oh. the, the Arlington National Cemetery. You've got the Kennedy Center for the Arts, the Smithsonian National Museum, and of course, everything else down there on the mall as long as you're protected <laughs> as you go to Washington, well, D.C. I would agree there's a whole bunch of stuff to do. However, affordable housing, mm-hmm. that is not in any way, shape... Can you? I what you're more familiar with this than me because you have a, a relative who works in mm-hmm. Washington D.C. Mm-hmm. It's got to be double or triple the price of homes here. Oh my gosh, they're really, really expensive. Right? Like, uh, yeah, a, a two to three bedroom home that you would find here for maybe three hundred thousand dollars is going to be well over yeah, half a million. It's got to be right. Oh, for sure, easily. They also put uh, Naperville, Illinois. As an honorable mention, Naperville, I Illinois. Know, I know, I know. Um, and that isn't Naperville the second largest city in Illinois. Well, it's right. It's right by Chicago. Right, right? by Chicago. Yeah, I had three nephews that used to live in Naperville, <laughs> oh and that's where we are. Hey, oh. one other update I wanted to give yes. everybody before we leave: AT and T reimbursing their customers yes. for that twelve-hour outage Ooh. that happened last week. <laughs> Sorry for ruining your day. Here, here's seven dollars. You're not far off. It's a $5 credit. (laughs) It's not even the actual cash. It's a credit towards your bill. Mm -hmm. They said that's the average cost for a full day of service is $5 for those that were potentially impacted Mm -hmm. by the outage. So don't spend wisely, I guess. (laughs) Or credit wise. Oh, let's go home, shall we? All right. Thank you, Rob. Thank you, Kevin. And thank you for listening today. Hey, Tony Katz is up next. This has been Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.